Hey there, and welcome to It's Simply Life. I'm your host, Lisa Williams, founder and entrepreneur of It's Simply Digital, native Texan, single mom to two young adults, and an adventure-seeking worldwide traveler. This is the podcast that blends a little bit of entrepreneurship, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of life, and a whole lot of spice. Hello, hello, hello. Super excited to have you join me on another episode of It's Simply Life. I have a very special guest today. And one of the things that I was thinking through when I was revamping my podcast is I wanted to make sure when I brought guests on that they were more of a conversation rather than an interview so that it was... um, little bit more engaging and uh, more back and forth and I just thought it would be more enjoyable to listen to rather than having an interview so I'm super excited for you to to listen to my guest today and one of the things that helps me get through each and every day is my little elixir magic mind and as an entrepreneur, I've, I've struggled with focus, I've struggled with concentration, I've struggled with clarity. And sometimes you're just not in that creative space to, to do these things. And one of the things that I have found with Magic Mind is it helps put me in a more focused, creative space. It has nootropics, it has ashwagandha, it has matcha, all things that I had done research on and was taking separately, but it's all combined in this one little elixir. And you could get Magic Mind with my discount, Lisa20, at www.magicmind.co slash Lisa. So go get you some because you're really, really going to love it. And without further ado, here's the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Simply Life. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as promised last week, when I mentioned that I was going to have a special guest on, I am so excited to introduce my sister, Bobby. And (laughs) she is joining me today. Um, Let me just kind of tell you a little bit about my sister. First of all, she's she's my best friend, my confidant, my ride or die. And I couldn't imagine getting through days or weeks without her. So um, that's the first thing I want to say. And then the second thing I want to say to kind of tee this whole thing up is we have long philosophical conversations from time to time where we feel like we could solve the whole world's problems. And um, they're very interesting and very um, back and forth and healthy. And I just felt like it would be great to have a conversation with her and record it and use it as one of my podcast episodes. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is kind of controversial, but very, very important. Um, Bobby is the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters. And as y'all know, I am an entrepreneur. And so one of the struggles that we face as women in the workforce and in the workplace, we're going to talk about that, but not only women in the workplace, but just in life in general, just some of the, some of the things that have happened to us um, that 
I don't feel we would have been treated the same way had we been a man. So welcome, Bobby. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. I am excited to be here. Um, okay, so I know one of the things that happened to me a couple weeks ago, and I shared with you, and I, I think that's a great place to start the conversation, is I had a client that basically said to me in not so many words <laughs> that he wanted to uh, work with somebody else because he wasn't comfortable or confident in my abilities because I didn't have years of experience as a couple of other potential people that he or companies that he might have been working with that he referenced that were both men and that both have had 20 plus years experience in their respective industries. And uh, I, I kind of took offense to it because A, I have 20 plus years experience in my respective industry. Right. And um, it also, it was offensive because he was a startup and he was saying, um, you know, basically, I don't trust you. And I'm, I'm looking at the irony in this and going, you don't trust me, but you're a startup and you want clients to trust you. So I know I shared that with you. (laughs) And we kind of went back and forth on that a little bit. Definitely feeling that because you were a woman, there was some impact, something impacting that conversation. You know, when we had that conversation, I thought a lot about how I felt when I first started in my career. And I really had to fight imposter syndrome, right? I had to convince myself that I had the experience and the education to be where I was and to be doing what I was doing. And over the years, I've obviously gained more confidence. I've been doing what I've been doing for a long time. But that was what it made me think of is it goes to that little bit of insecurity of, wow, am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I not the right one for this? And then you have to stop and go, why am I questioning this? You know, why am I questioning myself after all my years of experience and my education and all the satisfied clients that you have and and things like that? But I think that as women, we often have to fight that imposter syndrome. You know, we do deserve to be where we are and we've worked hard to get into these positions. Um, right. I agree. And I think imposter syndrome, you know, it's something that I fight almost on a weekly basis. I think you probably do too, not only in, in business, but probably in my personal life as well. Right. You know, I think we, we're always questioning, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I capable enough? Um, you know, we, that's something that, that goes on my, in my head all the time. And you're right. When I had that conversation and, and hung up the phone, it made me go, I do have this experience. I, and then, but why, why do I even need to prove that to right. anybody? Right. Well, and I think that one of the things that's very important as professional women in you know various professions is that we really have to champion other women we need to be able to have those conversations with each other and and um, provide that confidence to each other and provide um, just that thought process that you and I went through about uh, dealing with that which we both felt was strictly because you were a woman 
Right. And so we felt like I think it's important to champion other women and to be encouraging to other women. And we may not get that from society in general. So as entrepreneurs or CEOs or leaders in the field, it's something that we definitely need to do for each other. Um, And I know that you're really good about doing that with your team, because I know you work with a lot of women and I know you've had challenges in the workforce and, and outs and, you know, through personal interactions as well. And so maybe you could elaborate a little bit how you've, you know, worked through some of the issues where you've um, championed and empowered other women. I think that something that women bring to the workforce that has become more and more valued over the years is our ability to be empathetic and our ability to be compassionate. And those, I believe, are successful traits that were not always recognized as successful traits, but I think are more and more now. And so sometimes it is just being that empathetic ear to my colleagues, or when I approach my uh, co- my coworkers or my staff, it, it's coming at this with an empathetic perspective. That doesn't mean that I don't recognize that I have a business to run and that I have to make tough decisions and that I have to make sure that goals are met and outcomes um, were, you know, were resulting in outcomes. But I can do all of those things and be kind and compassionate. I think that they used to call them soft skills. I'm not sure if they still call those, they still call it that (laughs) anymore, but it is incredibly valuable. And I think that that is the approach that I take. I don't have to raise my voice. I don't have to be disrespectful. I can get my point across and achieve what I want to achieve by being direct, clear, honest, but I can do that in an empathetic and compassionate way. And I think that is what has helped me in my role. Um, if you hear background noise, it's because her little doggies are joining her um, in her in her room. I, I call them my coworkers because they <laughs> they don't leave my side. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's you know a podcast, and we're used to all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, one of the things that I struggled with was uh, not too long ago. I worked for a large group of women um, managers. Uh, superior, um, you know, even co-workers. Um, the company that I worked for was primarily and predominantly uh, women, women in leadership, women in a lot of the roles. And I struggled a lot working for women because there was a lot of cattiness and a lot of favoritism and a lot of, um not really having your back. And that was one thing that I promised myself when I broke out on my own and had my own business a hundred percent, you know, running it that whoever I partnered with and, and I really choose to partner with women um, was I was going to be empowering and encouraging and empathetic and understanding, but more so I was really just going to, to have their back. And, um, you know, I know that that's something that you work hard to, to make sure you do as well. I think it's about having the right mindset. And I, I know the situation that you faced before and 
it started with the leadership. And so as a woman in leadership, our mindset and our attitude trickles down in and bleeds into everything that we do. So you can set the tone and you can set the environment that you want to have by the way that you lead. And so for me, that that's a mindset. But I, I feel like that comes with self-awareness. And it takes time, it takes confidence, but it also takes a willingness to be open to recognizing there are multiple ways to be a good leader and be successful. We don't have to follow a traditional male, um, stereotypical leadership style. We can develop our own and still create an amazing environment and be empowering and supportive of each other. I have come to this place over years and years of making mistakes, right? So one of the things that I did not like from a female leader that I had was just the correcting me all of the time and not allowing me to grow and flourish in my own right. And I remember thinking to myself that when I became a leader, I wouldn't correct unless I had to. So if it was somebody's style and it wasn't exactly the way that I liked it or that I wanted it, but it was good, that I was going to let it be. If their wording choice or their, you know, we do a lot of marketing, if their marketing images, if they weren't exactly my style, but they were good, then I was going to empower that person and let them feel confident in their work instead of trying to control and make everything my own. And what I discovered is that when I did that, they grew and they became better and they felt more confident and they were willing to take more risks and challenge themselves. So... What I remind myself every day is it is a mindset. It is the mindset that you choose to bring into your agency or your organization. And the mindset that you have, it impacts everybody. Um, Yes, it, it definitely does. And I think, you know, going back to confidence, because I think what happened and in my situation was maybe these leaders didn't have a lot of confidence. And I questioned a lot of, I, I just brought up questions and I challenged the status quo and, um, and they didn't like it. And you right. know, it was, it's what it is. But you know, one thing that I'm figuring out, so, you know, I'm traveling all over the place and I'm pet sitting and I've pet sat um, at multiple locations lots of them have been women and one of them was a single man and what i have found in all of these situations is the women want to control the situation they want to tell you every little detail of everything to do and they want to tell you how to do it because that's the way they do it and they want to um, basically write it all down, spell it all out and make sure that you are doing it the way they do it. And what I found from the one guy that I sat for, he left it wide open and didn't say a word, just said, you know, this is how you 
feed the animals and this is what I need from you as far as taking care of the house. And so it just got me thinking in in a, just a, an overall society, women want to control things. We want to control things in our marriage. I mean, you look how many women want to um, you know, set up the social calendars and set up the kids' calendars and all of that stuff. And do you think we come to that because we're constantly trying to have or figure trying to have to prove ourselves, maybe because we feel inferior? Well, one thing that really stands out to me, this isn't really answering your question, but I will I will come back to that. <laughs> but one thing that makes me think about is how important diversity in the workplace is. Because I wouldn't say necessarily that the women's approach is wrong or that the man's approach is right or wrong. I think you need sort of both of those approaches, right? You do need the people who are the taskmasters mm -hmm. and who are the detail-oriented people. And you also need the people who will let you be on your own and flourish and be creative. So I'm not sure why women tend to, to have those traits. I do see that a lot in my own personal experience. I am like that. <laughs> That's why I say it's a mindset because I know I'm that kind of person. <laughs> but I try to make a conscious effort at work. So I do it where it's needed to be done. So if we're planning an event or we have something big going on, I, I will lists and tasks galore. But how those get carried out I want to leave some autonomy to the individual employee, right? So uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it is, I, I, I cannot answer that question as to why we are that way, <laughs> but it really, really makes me realize how important diversity in the workplace is because you need a little bit of all of those personalities. You just have to make sure they work well together or they can find a way to work well together. <laughs> Um, and I don't disagree. And, and I personally have loved working um, with the leaders that have been men, because I have the autonomy to be creative. And there's not a lot of micromanaging. And there's not a lot of, um, you know, do it my way. Um, it's just been interesting, as my personal experience and my personal journey listening to all these women tell me exactly how to do things. And I, I, I'm very grateful because, you know, I'm learning so much about human behavior and it's been a fascinating experience for me. Really, it has. Um, one of the things that I read an article today, I don't know if you read this or not, but it, it talked about wages and salaries and, the male salary for, for a male um, has risen, I want to say something like 10% over the last two years since COVID. And then the a salary for a female has dropped 26%, 26%. So now that gap in pay scale is even wider than it was in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting about that is that women are such an economic power. We are massive consumers of goods when, when we provide for our homes, when we provide for our businesses, and to not be recognized as, as such by our society is really shameful. And I think that we should. Um, I, I work in a nonprofit, as you mentioned, and there is a, which is a very 
woman, female dominated industry. Almost all of my colleagues and counterparts in other nonprofits are all women. And I'm really fortunate to have found some very good allies uh, that we have supported each other and we have been there for each other. But in the nonprofit industry, people do not feel like you should be making a really large salary. Somehow, if you want to do good and you want to serve the community, that should just come from your heart, (laughs) right? You shouldn't have to worry. You shouldn't pay, you know, we don't need to pay bills and worry about mortgages (laughs) and all of that kind of stuff. And I think about that often that it's such a woman dominated field and it is a low paying field compared to businesses. And that that is something that has always really upset upset me because I think to myself, we're making a choice to make a difference in the lives of people in our community and we should be compensated for that. Because we choose a life of service does not mean that we should choose a low income position. And when you think about right. it, being so right. I mean, it's like teachers, women, right? Teachers are another field that is dominated by women. These should not be low paying. Right. So I wonder if they are um, low paying positions because they are dominated by women. You know, that's an interesting, you know, like, it's like a chicken and the egg kind of thing, right? Right. Like, are they low paying positions because they're dominated by women? Or, you know, are they just low paying positions, period, regardless of of what it is, you know, because it's a nonprofit? Um, You know, as an entrepreneur and a, and you know, running a business, I, it's a male dominated world, pretty much. And um, I think that there are power movements and empowering movements to encourage more females to own businesses, there's grants and loans and all kinds of, you know, groups and support and all of that stuff. But um, there's still this huge inequality. And, you know, I know that race is a hot topic of inequality. And I know, you know, like gender and diversity and all of that stuff. And I just, I, I just do have to wonder, like, this is going back to my spiritual side of me, because, you know, back when the world was created, and, you know, apparently, Eve was the one who, (laughs) you know, that Eve fell. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like in this male dominated world and it's been something that's been passed down for thousands of years and I feel like you know women are really trying to stand up and have a voice and really make themselves heard and and make themselves equal but then you have all kinds of of politics and issues and bills and all kinds of things that go on that that hinder that you know that that are created by men (laughs) yes i i do think that you hit on a point of well who's making the laws who's making the policies historically and who have they favored right right so i think that we have to 
com like combat gender stereotypes on a daily basis in everything that we do, so much so that we often don't even think about it until we sit back and analyze situations that have happened to us. And little things that we do that we're mindful of, that we are aware of in our behavior because we know that we are combating some kind of stereotype. It's very ingrained in everything that we do. But I think it does stem from this very historical perspective of who, who set everything in place. Where, right. where did it come from, right? Right. Um, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to say one more thing, you know, like I want to bring this up and as we complete conversation, because, you know, I, I get whistled at at times or I've had, you know, verbiage said to me about my looks or my body or whatever as a woman. And I just wonder if women sat there and cat called men, <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> <laughs> they would, would love it. Like? <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, because kidding. we we always like if we're dressed in ways that people perceive as scantily clad, then we it's our fault for dressing like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like why? Why? Mm -hmm. Why is it our why can't we just wear be empowered to do and be whoever want to be. Well, I think that this is where we have to challenge men and the men in our lives to be our allies and our biggest supporters. And you know uh, that I am very blessed with a man who believes that women are the most wonderful thing in the world. And uh, he has always told me that comes from his mother and that he has so much respect for that she brought him into this world and that she sacrificed so much and that she raised him and he could never imagine treating another woman disrespectfully um, given that a woman brought him into this world and that he felt that he could not have survived or been who he was were it not for a woman. And he brings that attitude into our relationship, which I, I can't even tell you how much I know that is a blessing and he empowers me and he strengthens me. And, and what I believe is that that is a call to, to men that we must make as women. We must not allow anything less than them being our ally, than them empowering us, than them supporting us. So I say that to all the women who are raising men, who are sisters to men, who are daughters. It is our job to encourage them to be our allies and not allow that kind of behavior, not allow us to be treated that way, to recognize us as equal. So that's our mission, right? That's, that's my, that's my call yeah. out to, to the <laughs> end of this podcast is let, let's raise these men to be our allies. I love that. That's, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> as thank much you. as boys, <laughs> I you know. We need to do that. <laughs> that that's our goal. And, yeah. you know, one, one last thing, and I know that your husband was raised this way also, is, um, you know, you leave the nest and you become the, the provider or the partner in your own family. And your mother 
is um, is your hero, is your ally, is your support group, but your priority then becomes your family. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have to, whether what whatever your family looks like, right? Because right. everybody's family looks different, but that's, that's where we bring that mindset into our personal lives. We bring that mindset into our professional lives. We have to raise the bar really high, I think, for what we how we teach our daughters and how we raise our sons, because that's the only way the tide will change eventually is that us as women, we make the difference with the children that we are raising now. And hopefully our kids generation will, will be, you know, the marker for some of the change that goes on. I hope so. I hope so. I put a, my, my daughter always tells me, you put a lot of responsibility on our generation. (laughs) I I know. Yep. High hopes. (laughs) All right. Um, If you like what you hear, please like share comment and review this podcast. We always get asked, how can we support this podcast? And one of the things that you could do to support this podcast is to support our sponsors that were mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with my sister and I, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of It's Simply Life. If you like what you hear, please share, rate, review us, and leave us any comments. We do read every single one of them. If you are looking to up your digital marketing game or build your brand, make sure and visit us at itssimplydigital.com or you could send me an email, lisa at itssimplydigital.com. All right. Go be awesome and have a wonderful day.